do you believe that ideas have like this life force of their own and are out there just looking for the right person or people to actually make them or turn them into reality? I do. I believe that. And that that belief was is inspired by the concept I learned in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. And I will be sharing that uh, link around here somewhere for you guys to check out if you so choose. And so in today's or this week's podcast, I'm going to be sharing why I believe this uh, and my take on this dance, so to speak, between ideas and the people who create them or turn them into reality and inspired by Liz Gilbert's wisdom. So if you're not familiar with Liz Gilbert or Elizabeth Gilbert with that name, she is the author who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. So whether you've read the book or seen the movie, that is the person. She is the person who wrote that book. And so she also wrote Big Magic and several, several other other books. And so let's see. Um, I've got my notes here to keep me on track. And so maybe this concept of ideas, having a life of their own, that might be something new for you. It was for me. And when I read and heard about it, because I have both the audible and the physical book, uh, it was exciting. It was like, oh, okay. It, it almost immediately explained why sometimes we have ideas and maybe don't do anything with them or for whatever reason. That's that's a whole nother topic, but we don't do anything with them either at all or maybe right away. We just kind of let them sit and don't really pay attention to them for a while. And somewhere down the line, you either hear or you see someone else having or actually creating that idea. And you're like, hey, that was my idea first, right? I'm sure we've all had some, some level of that, but it really helped explain that. It's like, oh, well, okay. If an idea is this living energy, this living life force, so to speak, and you, you know, ignore it or choose not to do anything with it. Well, it makes sense, right? That it's going to go, you know, beep up around and look for the next person that, you know, might be a good match or who might be willing or just kind of drop, drop that idea into their brain and see what they do with it. So I think that's a really fun and uh, exciting concept. So that's why I'm incorporating that in, in what I'm talking about today. And of course, I'll be sharing some of my experiences. So the, the, the basically the premise of, of big magic is that ideas are like, they're floating around us, right? They're constantly floating and existing around us, obviously not visible to the naked eye, but they're around. And when someone is either maybe receptive or asking or curious, and it might not be like in words, but like where your energy or your disposition. And so this idea that, oh, an idea is attracted to you or an idea attaches to you. And that's where when you get that, just like that aha moment, right? We've all had that, I'm sure, for whatever, you know, big, tiny, in-between thing. Just like, oh, so isn't that cool to just think like this idea chose you? Like it chose you to see what 
you guys can do together, what you and this idea can create and what it can uh, turn into. And so if you have some examples or some ideas, uh, just remembering of, of instances that this occurred to you, just keep that in mind as I share kind of what I talk about today. So exploring um, or embracing, I guess I should say better, embracing this creative journey and ideas, thinking of them as creative, right? Whether it's a scientific idea or a medical concept or something that has to do with fields or practices that don't necessarily feel creative. Ideas are creative in nature, right? Because it's 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 this idea, this concept, this possibility of something new or a new way of doing things. So that is creativity, creating or conceptualizing or trying new ways of doing things. Having uh, discoveries along the way is, I think, part of that process. And that idea, that creative idea being shared or implanted or you gathering it from some other source, that's that spark. And the accident or the innovation maybe wouldn't have happened without that creative spark, without that idea jumping into your head or choosing you to uh, share it out into the world. And of course, that takes into account that if the idea seems really far-fetched, or if the idea makes no sense to us, we also have to be brave enough to do something about it, try it, explore it, get to know it, whatever that process might entail, and also sharing it at some point, either right away or down the line, or when it's close to uh, becoming real, sharing this idea. And if they really are uh, not in line with what's normal, that can feel scary, right? It can feel scary to share ideas um, that you're not sure how people will react. Or if, especially if you do know how they will react and it isn't necessarily positive or feel good, but that's how all innovative things happen. We, I mean, people think of, I always think of the Wright brothers with their plane, their flying machine. That was a whack idea way back then, right? The internet, AI, all these things began as imagination, began as a spark in someone's mind or in multiple someone's minds. Because there's a concept in the book that is shared and there's a term, there's a specific term that she uses that I cannot remember right now, but there's a term she uses when like people seemingly... Um, at the same time or very near the same time that are not physically or geographically close to each other or even know each other. They seemingly seem to have the same idea at around the same time. There is a concept that she she shares in that book. And I just don't have that phrasing uh, right now. So embracing this journey and realizing that an idea from the moment that it chooses you to when it actually becomes reality and manifests might be something that's very short term. It could be something that takes 
years, you know, multiple years, like decades or longer, as long as you're working with it. And maybe there are downtimes that it is a journey. If you are able to start looking or thinking of ideas this way, this as a creative process, and it's a journey, and you don't know what it's going to turn out like, you don't know uh, all of the steps, then it becomes more of an adventure and a journey and not so much just a checking off of lists, so to speak. So embracing this journey, that this is a creative process, regardless of what field you're applying an idea to. I mean, it could be for, you know, taking an exam or a new way of learning that uh, you haven't experienced before. And you never know what will inspire ideas, what circumstances. So as long as, for the most part, we keep this open mind and receptive to strange ideas and being willing to embrace the unknown, not knowing how long it will take, like I just said, not knowing how it will come together or even if it will come together, because maybe it won't. And that's where people, I think, uh, say, oh, I had this idea, but it was a failure or it failed. Well, maybe the idea didn't materialize or the concept didn't become reality. But without that perceived or so-called failure, maybe the next idea wouldn't have come to you. It's part of this creative journey and process. So I invite you to keep that at least at the back of your mind, right? Like failures are not bad. They're information. They're part of the process. If we hit it out of the park every time on the first go, we wouldn't appreciate the process. We wouldn't appreciate the journey and the successes would not feel as big and amazing and awe-inspiring as they can, right? So failures are good. They give you information. They help actually kind of, um, what is that term? Um, survival of the fittest, right? If someone's going to stop or give up or say, ah, it's not worth it at after a failure or two, then maybe that person or that group of people or whoever, it's not for them anyway. So if you think of it that way, it's like, okay, maybe it's part of the process of figuring out if I am the one who's in this for the long haul. If I am the one that is um, that has the grit and the tenacity and the stick-to-itiveness to see this idea into fruition, regardless of how long it takes. And part of this journey and I'll tie it, uh, you'll see why, to the moon in a little bit, is surrendering control of the process in the sense of surrendering what you think it should look like, when you think it should all come together, who should all be involved, any part of this process. And surrendering is not giving up. They are two totally different things. Yes, you can say I surrender like if you're in a fight or I guess you see that in movies a lot, like, you know, surrender the war or whatever. But I'm talking about in the sense of giving up versus surrendering, like giving it over, turning over control 
to the process, to a higher power, to divine timing, to you not being in control the entire time. And very quickly, I will insert, I used to be, and those of you who've been around will hear some of these stories <laughs> several times, but they apply. I used to be an EMT. And when I worked as an EMT, I learned the concept of surrendering a patient to a higher uh, level of care. And that means that once I or any level, you know, an EMT started working or helping or taking control of, you know, being in charge of working with a patient that I or any EMT could not turn that patient over to anyone with lesser experience. So me as an EMT, I could not have a, um, like a non-medical person, like a, like a passerby or, um, what is it? Civil citizen, someone walking by who does not have any medical training. I cannot turn my patient over to that person, even if I need help because they have a, uh, lesser level of training than I do. I am only able to turn my patient over to someone with the same training as me, another EMT, or someone with higher training, higher to a higher level of care, which would be a paramedic, a nurse, a physician's assistant, an, a surgeon, a doctor, something that is equal or higher to my training. And so I like to share this concept when I talk about surrendering control and surrendering to the process in that you are turning over your expectations and actually letting go of your expectations and turning over your ideas, your intentions, your desires to a higher level of care, being the universe or whoever uh, deity or whatever you choose to work with, your higher self, anything, just you're surrendering it to their care, to a higher level of care than yourself. And that's a completely different concept and idea and energy than giving up. I hope you agree with that. So just know that it is a journey and that the peaks and valleys and the failures and wins are all part of this journey. So uh, let's see, next in line. Um, also, uh, the part of this process is nurturing. So you've gotten this idea in whatever method or however you, you came across it or it came to you. You've gotten this idea and now it also requires nurturing. If you think of it like silly putty also, you have to mold it and play with it and see what it's going to look like. Feel into this process because the idea is the seed. The idea is not the whole process. It's not the entire concept. And if you think of an idea... Uh, like as an intention, which I talk about very often here as well. An intention is the seed. So the idea can be the seed as well. And if you think of either of those as the seed, so just think of a seed, an actual seed for a plant or a tree or anything at all. The seed itself, right? The thing that you put into the ground looks absolutely nothing like the end result. So if you put a seed for a flower in the ground, the seed does not look like the flower. The seed does not look like the bush or the gigantic tree that results from that tiny little seed. 
tiny is in comparison to the size of the plant because some seeds seem really big. So if you can kind of look at that idea as well and work with that ideas and intentions, they are the starting point. They are not the end result. And so that also invites this curiosity. And so nurturing it and working with it, like taking care of the seed or molding the silly putty or the clay or chipping away if you're, you know, a sculptor. I don't know what the right what the right terminology is, but when you're chipping away at it, it doesn't the end result does not look like the beginning in any case. Like babies don't look like, you know, we don't look like the same when we're babies as to when we are older. We might have some features, but the end result I don't know that anything is exactly the same from the at the end result from the beginning. So keeping this in mind as you're nurturing and playing with your idea, letting it mold and develop into what it will become. And so um, this is something that I talk about uh, with, or I had this experience, not that I talk about, I had this experience with this concept of magic the word magic as an acronym for several things. And if you've been around here in the Blue Moon Manifestations world for a while, you may have heard me use it and talk about it and share it with you guys in different ways. I used to talk include it in my introduction statements when I started my lives. I had different events like workshops and things around it. And so I've shared it and I had this idea probably four years ago, at least four years ago, if not a little bit longer, where I got this idea of playing with magic as an acronym for something. And so, excuse me, initially what it started out as was magic stood for manifestation, abundance, gratitude, intention, and clarity. And most of that still holds true, but now I have it, it stands for the moon abundance, gratitude, intention, and clarity. And that had that the reason for that little change is because this magic acronym is now the framework that I work with. It's my magic manifesting method for my concept of manifesting me. And manifesting me is how I refer to as you becoming the person who has your desires who is already living that life that you desire. So you use in, you know, in my world, how these concepts ended up evolving into what they are now is that you use the magic manifesting method to manifest me. And this is probably, I'm going to say, I'm pretty certain, like 99.999% certain that this is not where it will stay. It will continue to evolve into something. But I didn't let it go and it might not have made sense. And at times it felt like, is this really something that I can share, even though I really love it, but I don't know how it fits into what I do and how I do it and how I work with people and is the messaging wrong? So all of these things are thoughts that I went through, processes that I went through, and I never let it go. Like even if I stopped, when I stopped using it as part of my introduction statement, 
I have shared it with people at conferences and uh, retreats. And there are people that say, hey, I shared your magic. I shared the magic with other people. And I just love how that sounds. I just love that because I shared the magic because it's the acronym that they're talking about. And I could see, even though I wasn't using it or working with it in a solid, specific way, I could see by sharing it and talking about it with other people that it resonated with them, that even if they didn't know exactly what it meant, it resonated with them and they really enjoyed it. So again, that's just all part of the process. And so now the way that this has all come together is that I share and teach and coach on and work through this magic manifesting method in my mentorship, the Manifesting Me mentorship, so that we work through these five pillars of magic to help you become the person who has and is living all of your dreams and desires. And this is an ongoing process, following the lunar cycle. And the lunar cycle repeats over and over. So it is a mentorship in that there's no curriculum and there's no specific end and start date currently, but we follow the lunar cycle throughout the year and through the month and mold it and mold your ideas, mold your intentions, open up to that creativity, to that intuition that will receive and will speak that creativity uh, to you. So that is the way that it is currently manifested in my life. But if I stopped and like, oh, the first time I thought about magic and created this acronym and it and I didn't really know how it fit in. If I stopped using it and let it go, maybe I wouldn't I'm almost certain I wouldn't have this concept. And I'm really excited. I actually shared in my email. Uh, I think it was last week if you're on my email list. I shared a picture of the piece of paper where I wrote that down when I was writing the the words out. I kept it and saved it. And I'm so excited that I did because I can say this is where my magic concept was born. And it's on that sheet of paper. And you can see where I scratched things out and kind of played with things a couple of different ways. And then the really cool part is on the back of that sheet of paper, I had written something along the lines of magical mentorship. And I was like, oh, a mentorship sounds great. But I didn't know how that was going to come together. And so now it's all come together in the Manifesting Me mentorship. So this creative process is a journey. So that's really, I think, what I'm working on. Like, um, um what is the word? Like hitting home, like really kind of um, harping on it uh, in a sense so that you realize it's a process and just be open and receptive and keep going and see what happens and know that the failures are not failures in a bad sense. They are helping you and they are providing information. So a little bit ago, I talked about the, the lunar cycle. And so we can follow the framework of the lunar cycle on many levels. We can work with it throughout the month, throughout, you know, one lunar cycle. We can apply the framework of a lunar cycle to a day, to an hour, to an entire year. So 
the power of the lunar cycle provides a framework and it's this connection because the the moon is connected to our feelings right our internal feelings it's our internal dialogue our internal uh emotions and that's where these creative ideas come from internally right it comes from inside either your imagination your intuition a dream something sparks it inside of you within you it's not out here tangible able to see that you can touch your mold yet so the the lunar cycle provides this framework of setting intentions taking action uh reviewing and you know becoming aware of the things that are standing in your way the things that you have learned letting go of the things that aren't working and dreaming and imagining a new way forward so the lunar cycle that's why i love it so much and i said at a full moon circle recently it's like i'm just a moon junkie i could talk about the moon and different ways to work with it all the time and so hence the podcast is one of the reasons so i could talk about it all the time and share it with you guys on many different on many different levels so we apply the the lunar phases to the um manifesting me mentorship we work with it uh uh 90 days at a time, so at in a quarter, following the season. So right now, uh, we're going to be having our very first initial call on July 9th, and we're going to be working with the summer season and setting intentions and shining your personal sun out into the world and showing up as the authentic, genuine sun that you are here to be. So there's no curriculum, but we follow the framework of the moon and the season's of the year. And this is a process, I believe, by getting familiar with the lunar cycle and following it repeatedly, right? This is how the practice becomes habit. This is how you also develop and strengthen your intuition. Because listening to your intuition is a practice. We all have it. But a lot of us are not taught to listen to it. A lot of us aren't even told that we have it because it's not norm. It's like society thinks we, or not thinks, society um, trains us, so to speak, in that we have to know all the things, we have to figure the things out. And that if you can't explain why or how you know something, that somehow it's wrong. And that is completely opposite, knowing just knowing something and not knowing why you know it, that's your intuition speaking to you. And the more you follow this process, the more in tune you get with your intuition by working with the moon and following the lunar cycle and doing that work, that inner work to become the person who has all of your dreams and desires. So the Manifesting Me mentorship helps you through the process of becoming yourself, the, the most authentic version of you on an ongoing basis, which subsequently attracts and seemingly magically manifests all your desires because you're not worried about them. You're just doing the work on yourself and learning how to enjoy life and learning how to live this framework of magic on an ongoing basis. And doing it within a group is also one of the huge benefits, I think, because there's this 
uh, group energy where you can share ideas. People are at different places and have different levels of experience and are at different parts on that wave, that up and down wave and that journey. So if you have an idea, because that's really what I started talking about this podcast was, if you have an idea, then, you know, first of all, be grateful that you were chosen to receive this idea, because we're talking about, we talk about how ideas have a life force of their own and choose the people uh, to, you know, to plant this idea in our brain. Um, And so, being grateful and excited that this idea came to you and also just getting into the practice of writing it down. You don't necessarily have to do anything with it right away. I think of it also as a training ground. Uh, So if ideas come to you, like let's say you have lots and lots of ideas or you have things, your brain's going on, on overdrive. It's also kind of like, okay, well, a test in a sense, not a pass or fail, but is this person receptive? Is this person willing to take this idea and do something with it? Or is this person able to discern, like choose the ideas that seem seem like a good fit and seem, and some, and the ones that don't seem like a good fit? Because I talk about this concept of when we set an intention and we want something, we want uh, opportunities or we want ideas. And so the universe says, okay, here you go. And then it's up to us to discern which ones are we going to take advantage of? Which ones are we going to try? So yes, it's amazing that we get the ideas, but also We don't need to do all of them because the idea will move on or it will wait for us for a certain amount of time. It's never the same process every time. And so it's this practice. It's this training ground or boot camp, if you will. So I invite you, you know, set just to see what happens. Pick like a set number of days, like a week, a week or 10 days and write down any idea that comes to you, keep, you know, in your planner, in a journal, on a sheet of paper that you have handy, anything like that. Just write down ideas, get into the habit. And then at the end of the week or the end of the 10 days or however long you choose, circle the ones that really seem like they fit, like they are a fit or an answer to a solution that you have or a resolution to a problem. Because ideas are not always like, oh, you know, something I need to go like create or share with the world. Ideas are also solutions to problems that we had not considered before. And so this idea implants itself or attaches. It's like, oh, oh, if I write this down, oh, maybe that's how I can solve this problem. Or maybe I can try that. I had not considered it before. And that is also an idea. So there are no wasted ideas. If you're thinking through this or listening to this podcast and thinking, oh, I've had so many ideas I didn't do anything with. Don't worry. They moved on or they're waiting for another person. So there are no wasted ideas. It's this concept of 
energy cannot be destroyed, right? It can change shape. It can change form. It can change the way that it is, um, I guess, being the way it exists, right? So energy, uh, oh, my friend and I just talked about this recently. You can't destroy it. You can just change its form. And so your ideas weren't wasted. They didn't die. Don't beat yourself up for it. Now that you know differently, you can act and do things differently. So don't beat yourself up. Just become aware and keep an eye out for ideas that come to you for problems, solutions to problems, new things to try, uh, new experiences to go do. And if you're looking for an idea for a business or a next job opportunity or where to go travel or would be anything at all, just be open and just know that these ideas are dancing around us all the time. We just don't see them. So I would love to know what your thoughts are about ideas having a life force of their own. If you're listening to this on a podcast uh, platform, you can email me either your thoughts or some ideas, ideas, see that you have for other podcast episodes. I encourage this idea concept. Uh, And the email to reach me at is vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, at bluemoonmanifestations.com. And so I invite you, like I said, just to call to action and activity to write down any ideas that come to you uh, over a set period of time. Pick like a week or 10 days, nothing too extravagant, only because then you're going to go look through them and see what ideas spark interest, what seem like a good fit. And then beyond that, you can definitely continue jotting down ideas. I do encourage that um, on an ongoing basis. But for this exercise, just pick a set number of days. And if you would like to learn more about the Manifesting Me mentorship, and doing this collectively within a group with a group of people. We meet on Zoom for two calls a month around the new moon and around the full moon just before. So we can kind of tap into those lunar uh, milestones to set intentions and do forgiveness and gratitude work and all the things and help you become the person who has all your dreams and who is experiencing them. So I invite you to check it out. You will see the link somewhere around the, you know, like I said, in the show notes or in the description, wherever you're listening to or watching this. And our first call, since this is the inaugural, I guess, launching of the Manifesting Me Mentorship is July 9th of 2023, but it is an ongoing uh, program open, um, like it might evolve into it's only open at certain times, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm a work in progress as I uh, roll this idea that has now come into this level of fruition out into the world. And I'm excited to see what it develops into. And I just invite you to join me on the journey if you feel called or like it's something that interests you. And if you have any questions about it, email me that those questions as well. And that is all that I have. So thank you guys. I'm just going to see if there's any questions that came through and I will uh, talk to you soon.